This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell. The show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. (laughs) So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... So can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe. And Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett Widdicombe. Good one. Doubled it up. Doubled it up. We've got uh, Dorno Porter on on uh, Tuesday and that, that's a bit similar to the way they've amalgamated their names. Yeah, so was it Rob Beckett-Dicombe? If we got married and have children, I think... Mm. I mean, I think personally, our name would be the least of our problems. There'd be lots to sort out, two divorces. Um. I think I think we would get record figures, though, for the podcast. Oh, yeah, imagine that episode. Uh, so me and Josh have been having an affair. Uh, we're getting married, having a kid, and we're going through two divorces. Anyway, we caught up with Gary Lineker, uh, who's going to tell us about his lockdown. <laughs> Imagine if we just did it as the intro to an interview. Uh, yeah, and it just carried on. Um, how are you, Rob? Um, I'm, I'm all right, actually. Yeah, pretty good. You know, the kids have sort of gone back full time to school now. And it was like the Sunday and I was like, you know, you get that sort of like overwhelmed feeling of anxiety about I've got this stuff to do. But like, over the weekend, you couldn't do it. And I had this massive, what felt like this insurmountable to do list on mm. my phone of stuff. And I thought, well, once it gets to Monday and I've done the school drop off, I can spend all day doing it. And then hopefully I can get it all done. And then when I get them up from school, I can carry on for a couple more hours and get it all done. But like, as soon as the kids were at the house, I did everything I needed to do in about 19 minutes. <laughs> but on the Sunday, I was just like, it was, you know, it just grows in your head. This stuff that doesn't even exist. And then like, once they've gone out the house, you've had a coffee and you can just like think it gets done in about 10 minutes. We've got a chalk, I bought a chalkboard for the fridge to write yeah. things to do on it. <laughs> and Two of them are text someone. Like, that's on my to-do list. And they've been on there for about four or five days. Who are you, text- who are you texting? Uh, plumber. All right, fair. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not just a text, is it? Like, that is well, not, sorting not, out not a in job. my house. I'm still... <laughs> <laughs> no, but that I can understand why it's been left for a bit, because it's not yeah. just like, how how's it going, mate? It like opens up a whole chain of communication about something you've well, got no I'm idea I'm not going to lie about, Rob. It doesn't open up a chain of communication, the amount they reply to my texts. I can tell you that oh, for free. Okay. Um, what is the issue in your house? Because you've had a few. You've had uh, snails, mice, boiler. We're getting the loft turned into, it's the en suite in the, in the loft. Oh, we just it's uh it's ready for the next stage. Oh, okay. What what, what are you because we're just getting it done. 
Oh, lovely. Look at you getting an ensuite. Lovely. No, no, oh, we had an ensuite anyway. We've just had it re. Uh, oh, right, okay. Re, oh, right, re so. done. So it's not been a fun plumbing job. It's sort of just a maintenance plumbing job. It's a maintenance plumbing. Well, it's, it's more of a, you know. <laughs> I mean, what are we fucking going I'm on about? This, this, no one's listening to this <laughs> shit, are they? No, no, in their right mind. Do you know what? <laughs> what are we talking? Even I'm bored and I'm in the conversation. Where's <laughs> this thing? Jesus Christ. Do you know Christ. what that is, Rob? That what? sounds like how, you know, like... A, a 50 year old bitter comic who imagines young comics podcasts. That's how he imagines it. Just two people boringly talking about nothing. Oh, that, you know, when did you stop listening to it? I think it was the episode where they were talking about Josh's plumbing, basically. All right, I've got some stuff for you. I've got I've a still not send the text, though. Have well, I? T- do it now. Text him now. 10 to 9 on a Monday. <laughs> No, when are we? What day is it? No, is it's it Friday, Rob. Tuesday? It's Friday. Oh, we don't do this live. Calm down. I don't, said to me once, you know, I do the voiceover for Celebs Go Dating. Yeah. Um, and it's not on at nine o'clock every nine o'clock every night on E4, like Monday to Friday. And I was playing five or five football with this geezer, and it, we fit, it was playing eight till nine. He went, So, um, where, where'd you got to go to do the voiceover thing? Are you going to make it or are you going to be late? Absolutely. I was in Crystal Palace at like five to nine. I went, oh, yeah, that, the recording studio's around there. That's why I just do it after football. That's why I play football here. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I better go, mate. Don't, don't want to keep chatting. I've got to get on there and um, just do the VO for a TV show live like everyone else does. <laughs> um, um, I've got a, a worrying development, uh, Josh, at home. Oh, yeah. Um, Is it related to a new uh, ensuite? It's, it's, it's relating to parenting. Oh, I've got something to tell you, by the way, that isn't parenting related, and then we'll get on to the parenting. All right, okay. Is it as exhilarated as the last chat? I, well, I don't know. I don't know if I've told you this already. <laughs> this is how tired I am. So I, I returned to gigging on Saturday. Oh yeah. Got to the bottom of the uh, bottom of the stairs in the uh, in the. You've done always be comedy, James Gill's gig. I'm sure. Uh, yes, in um, it's in a, in a, a nice pub in Oval. Yeah, the Tommy Field, mm. which is a kind of gastro pub with an upstairs room. Obviously, mask on, in I go. Bottom of the stairs, quick uh, pump on the old um, the hand sanitizer they've left out. Yep. And it was it was one of those uh, pump action mayonnaises. <laughs> so I just confidently walked into the pub, <laughs> went over to mayonnaise, squirted some <laughs> in my hands. No wonder you only had a text phone keep slipping out your little Hellman's hand. <laughs> So what, how much did you squirt? Well, I'd say probably half a squirt because you get the initial and then you obviously realise, you don't continue once you realise. So I'd say half a squirt. Like a 10 pence piece worth. Yeah, enough, enough that it was trouble. But rubbed it in, obviously, and I haven't got COVID, so maybe it's doing the job. <laughs> did you rub it in? No, I, I got a, a napkin. See, that's the difference between you. I would have licked it off. What, just pure mayo? Yeah, just straight in. Wouldn't you have done? You wouldn't do that? No, I don't think I... Because I actually think that would have looked even worse to a bystander in the pub if I walked in. <laughs> Is that your pre-match ritual? Walked over to the mayo, squirted yeah. someone into my hand, taken my mask off, eaten the mayo, and then walked yeah. upstairs. You know, some footballers do the you know the cross, the Catholic cross, or, you know, touch the grass. Oh, Widdicombe, pump of mayo, off he goes. Pump of mayo, yeah, there we go. Oh, God, that's that, you don't need that. That's because you were thinking about it. Do you still do that weird, um, weird little thing you do before gig where you get 
water and you tap it on your wrists and on your te- like your is it your temple uh, on my face to cool myself down i don't really do that anymore oh, i do okay. occasionally if i'm quite if i'm nervous if like the, the first couple of shows of a tour yeah but by six or seven tour shows in once i'm dead behind the eyes i don't need to do it anymore <laughs> six or seven come on man. I, but no I, i'm not going to bring the mayo in as part of my pre-match ritual you can't bring a pump around from theater to theater I could just get those little sachets from Weatherspoon. Yeah, one of them in your hand. Give it a rub off you go. They're normally free anyway. No one's going to judge you if you take them. Um, so, Josh, the, wor- the, wor- yeah, the, the worrying development in our house, okay? So now, the current sitch, um, five-year-old is, uh, f- uh, four-and-a-half-year-old is in primary school five days a week yeah. and then three days a week in preschool for the uh, two-and-a-half-year-old, nine till three, okay? Yeah. And uh, Wednesday of last week, my wife, Louise, said to me, I want a dog. I miss my babies in the day. No, no. What haunted me about that was like, I miss my babies during the day. She's not called them babies. They're not babies. They're the no. grown children. They're not babies. Yeah. I miss, I want a dog. I miss my babies in a day. And I've had a picture of a different dog each day from my wife asking what I want. I don't want a dog, Josh. I don't even want a dog just for Christmas. No, of course you don't want a dog. You've waited four years to have your life back. Yeah, and I'm going to be the silly bastard that walks it and clears up all the dog mess. Well, that's... You've been clearing we know that. shit for the last five months, mate. But, like, there also is going to be a point, for instance, the weekend, where the dog isn't replacing the babies. It is <laughs> working in tandem with yes. the babies. Ganging up. It's ganging up. How big are you going to get the dog? By the way, just to be clear, hmm? you are getting a dog. It's very clear. I'm not getting a dog. No, right. I said, <laughs> this is the start of me getting a dog now, isn't it? What I've said. Yeah, I, mean, I said, I'd only entertain it when they're both in primary school five days a week. And also, secondly, the eldest doesn't like dogs. She hates dogs. I don't know if I've told this story. The youngest loves dogs, okay? Would let, like, a, you know, an Alsatian lick its face, okay? Which is yeah. very unadvisable. Don't let a, a kid do no. that. But you have to pull her away from dogs because she wants to jump all over them, okay? The other one, I was driving, there's this lovely little old granddad looking dog. You know, my little beardy ones that gets tied up outside of school near our house. And every time we drive past, the youngest one goes, oh, look at little doggy. And then I go, oh, look at that cute doggy like that. And I said, oh, look at the doggy like that. And the eldest one, it was quiet in the car. Out of nowhere, she went, I hate dogs. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you've not got a child, both of your child have got unhealthy relationships with dogs. Yeah. In different ways. It's It's like one's an addict and one's in recovery. So, so the thought of bringing in a dog into that situation is going to be absolute carnage. Awful. And it's not fair on the one that hates dogs. So we just said, when they're both in school, and then we could talk to them about it. And if they're into it, then we might do it. But that's me trying to get out of it. But the other option is, if she's if Lou starts pushing me to have another kid, I can't, I can't do it, Josh. I can't go three. No, I'd get a dog. But I'd get a small dog. A small job. job. <laughs> Has she thought about getting a job, Rob? <laughs> You wish your babies in the day. I bet you go to work. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> or she could get a job in a pet shop. Win-win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get a job in a pet shop. Look, I'll go be a dog walker. Um, dog but no, walker. I'm, I'm not, I don't want Lou to, I don't want Lou to get a job. She's going to go back to work when they're both in pro. This is, uh, I'm, I'm going to retract that. Just leaving, just leaving you and the dog. <laughs> yeah. Like Turner and Hooch in the house together. Oh, just, I'm sorry about that barking in the background. It's me and the dog I didn't want. <laughs> Oh, this has cheered me up.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! The other thing that's going on, Josh, as well, is um, I want to ask your opinion on this and our listeners. Basically, I don't know whether to correct my kids anymore with stuff. Like, for example... When we went down to visit my mum and dad, there was loads of bungalows right near where they lived. And I explained, there was, what's that little house? Well, it's not a little house, it's a bungalow because it's got no upstairs. Bungalows are one story. You know, and oh, and then we told them. And then they just obsessed with bungalows now. And then they keep going, oh, bungalow, that's a bungalow because they so want to see a bungalow. If it's just a normal mm. house, it goes a bungalow. And I go, no, it's not a bungalow. It's got two floors, but it yeah. is a bungalow. But So now I've just started going, yeah, it's a nice bungalow, uh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, of course. We've all been there. Yeah, so what? I, you can't just give in to no. them all the time, but then you can't I, can't... I don't care either, Josh. You don't want to be a pedant, do you? I think the way you can do it... So I've heard a thing. I remember this, which is... So if they pronounce something wrong... Yeah. So if they, if they called a, a house a bungalow, you'd go, yes, it's a lovely house. So you're kind of correcting them, but you're not overruling them and then oh. over time they'll learn it's a house so they'd go that's a lovely bungalow and you go yeah it's a lovely house you idiot <laughs> or- <laughs> you meant that i meant that, no, I but, that. but you know what i mean so yeah. I think that's that that's a i don't know whether that works but it's a way of if they were pronouncing house mouse and they said look at that mouse you wouldn't go yeah that is a lovely mouse you'd go yes it's a lovely house if that makes sense yes okay so i'll do that because the, the, the other game they play at the moment they go dad what's your favorite color and i go like red and then if that red goes past go you you win and then the game is my favorite color is yellow and if that yellow goes past, I go i win oh I sat there going what the fuck is this game <laughs> it's the worst game i've ever what what are we, what are we doing Who's ours ever? So we've all won. Come on, and then, guys. Have you but, heard of Warzone? Can't we just play that? <laughs> Monopoly? That is a bad game. That is an awful game. Unless they want to add the I hate Monopoly. Um, um, <laughs> God, I'll ease off, Josh. We might have, they might come in. They might Christmas come in, time. yeah. Um, do you want some emails? Oh, yes, please, Joshua. It's the lockdown parent in mailbag. But it's actually emails and there's no bag. Now, do you remember the discussion of the Munchkin 360? Which still makes me laugh as a name. <laughs> what is it? A, a, a... It's a sex position. And, uh... <laughs> what would that look like? It's got to be shoulders up to the ears. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Someone's on top, shoulders to the ear, squat up and down 3,000 times. So the Munchkin 360 is the cup that the person didn't realise their kid was drinking from the mouldy cup because they did Oh, yeah. Hi, Josh. This is from Nick Roberts. Hi, Josh and Rob. Just listened to your email regarding the Munchkin 360. We went to visit friends in February who have a similar age child to ours, three and 18 months. Whilst having dinner, a couple of drinks, I noticed a look of horror on my wife's face. I asked her what was wrong. She mumbled on her breath, everything was fine. 
It was only on the journey home that she told me that she'd noticed that our friends had the Munchkin 360 that our boys have, but theirs was on the training board, disassembled, with the rubber lip detached from the lid. When we got home, we immediately took the cup apart to find a layer of scum that had grown over the last three years. Oh, no! Oh. This is like, this is it's like a public service announcement. If you've got... I don't want to get like sued by the munch. I'm, I'm like, I don't, we're in a very tricky position here. Well, what I should given... say is, yeah. I'm sure that if you were to read the instructions when you receive yes. the cup, Thank everything you. is covered. However, this is just amusing people that haven't read the instructions. Let's be clear on that. Yes, yes, be clear. I'm not going to lie, Rob. That's not the only email we've got about this, but I'm not going to no. read them all out. <laughs> Okay, so this is a public service message. I want to tread delicately here. It has been alleged that if you do not clean the Munchkin 360 as instructed in the manual, there may be a residue. Which would happen with anything that you didn't clean. Yeah, if you didn't clean my arsehole, it'd be a right mess down there. But I do. Well, we've got some emails about that as well, Rob. Lou disassembles it on the draining board and removes (laughs) the rubber lip and I'm ready to go again. So, guys... If you any, this is what we've done. We've actually, because we had, I counted 12 different plastic cups and straws thing, right? And probably they all just end up tasting like plastic and all get a bit leaky and stuff like that. So we've got rid of them all and we just bought two good ones. This, this is not a sponsor, but these Yeti ones. And they're really good and you can take them apart, and wash them. And they are just their drinks indoors now. Unless they want cups, right? There's no other plasticky ones and stuff like that. But all I'm saying is just if you've just if you've got plastic cups, guys, give them a good wash. Give old them a wash. good wash. That's what we're saying. We're not in any way making any points about any specific cups. Give all cups the wash they deserve. Yes. Also, I would like to suggest if you are into a bit of mould investigations, there's two other locations you'll be able to find some. You know the little mat you have in a bath so the kids don't yep. slip over? Flip that over. Absolute oh. mould hell. Oh, I bet. And also the kids' plastic toys for the bath. Water gets in there. You don't really clean them oh, out, dry them properly. That needs to be chucked out every three months at least, I'd say. Um, let us know if you've got any other places where you're finding mould. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's quite a plumbing, <laughs> water-heavy app. It is. It is. I do need to text my plumber, actually. Um, but I will update people <laughs> on that. Now, could we uh, hear the sweet dulcet tones of Miss Macy Gray? Uh, now, you remember we discussed Macy Gray having children uh, in swift succession and asked for people. Yes, yeah. she's known for it, if anything. Yes. I'm not a parent, but love the podcast. I listened to Friday's podcast where you spoke about somebody uh, having two children 10.5 months apart, and I know a family that can beat that. Oh. My boyfriend's colleague had four children in eight months. What? They had a daughter, December t- 2010. Funny name. Yeah. No, uh, they had a daughter. Just, just a bit of fun. Just <laughs> it's a bit. It's a bit it's good job. I mean, classic. that after the plumbing chat we had. We're on fire again. <laughs> the, I mean, there's no rest for us. They had a daughter, December 2010, and then fell pregnant almost immediately afterwards with triplets who were born prematurely in August 2011. Oh, wow. All of the children are in the same school year, and they've struggled to find a place that would take all four of them. Oh, bloody hell, that is hot. That is brutal, isn't it? Mad, isn't it? They've attached a, uh article about it from Women's Own, as if I wouldn't believe. Um, did I say the author's name because she's just read the paragraph saying, please don't use my name, which I'd implore people to put at the start of all of their emails. Yes, 
100% that needs to be the first thing you say before you tell us about you found a rat in your... (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to... on our case, man. I think what we should do is we'll bleep what we found the rat in and people can decide for themselves what you said. We could do a full bleeping episode. Because a couple of uh, CUNT slipped into an episode. Yeah, I apologise. My mum texted... Not, not that she was annoyed, she just wanted to make me clear. Just wondered if I'd noticed. I'm, I'm, I'm quite pro the C word, actually. But some yeah. people are like, oh, I might, I might put them off their breakfast. And you think, oh, you boring c- <laughs> Imagine not being able to eat your cornflakes because someone said a word. Well, exactly. You've got to re- really readdress the balance. I'm not having a go at your mum. I don't know what she eats. Cornflakes, Cocoa Pops, whatever she fancies. No, no, it's fine. Honestly, it's not ruined her breakfast. Oh, good. Uh, this is, well, I'll say it's from Natalie Corner, but I'll probably have to take that out at the end. Just listen to the bit about three kids in 2.5 years. Compelled to email you. This didn't happen to me, thank God, but when our little boy, Remy, was due, we went to NTT. All the couples had the first child, January to February. Then a few months later, one of the couples announced they're expecting again. Even bigger shock came when they went to the first scan. To be sold, they were expecting twins. Oh. In a nutshell, their son was born Feb 2017, and their identical daughters were born in the December of the same year. Oh. Three kids, ten months. Three kids, ten months? <laughs> Mad. They should get that. That'd be such a funny thing, like, for them, like, when someone's moaning about their kid going, they've got, like, one kid, they just walk into conversation. Three kids, ten months. Take that. <laughs> Stop whinging. Um, now, Rob, mm. you've discussed kids' parties. We were discussing them uh, being... Um, the Danish way. Yes. So, would you like to know the Mozambique way? Oh, <laughs> I, I was just saying that this morning that I'd like you to know. You were just saying that. Yeah. And Jude has come through for you. Come on, Jude. I've got three kids, eight, 10, and 16. I was listening to Friday's episode about uh, birthday parties. I noticed your astonished realisation that some stage parents will stop accompanying their children to birthday parties. Just be thankful that chaperoning very young kids to parties is the norm in the UK. In Mozambique, where I live, it's completely acceptable, indeed expected, to invite about 10 children to your party and to experience the following. Anything up to about 50 people of various ages, <laughs> including many unaccompanied kids, turning up about three hours after the party start time and staying until well into the night. <laughs> it's highly likely that you won't even know some of the attendees. There'll be extended family or very possibly some neighbours who happen to hear the music and fancied popping over. No way! Oh my God. This is the best bit. I've even been to a funeral uh, where standing around the grave as the body was being lowered into the ground, someone next whispered to me, who died? <laughs> really? They just love a meet-up? Yeah, she says in Mozambique, people just love a get-together, kids' party, funeral, whatever happens to be going on. Oh, my God. I mean, what's the social distancing like there at the moment? Oh, I don't know what the word. COVID situation is in Mozambique, but that sounds like an absolute breeding ground for it. So there's bowling. That, to be fair, that is, I don't know if it's like, it's a class thing as well where like it's a bit when I was growing up people would just turn up at my house and come in yeah did I tell you this I grew up in Devon we didn't have a front door key we didn't need it the house was permanently unlocked because there was no crime so we'd just go out and with the house at night was open really and we'd go out and leave that. We'd go on holiday for two weeks and the house would just be open. Oh, no. Yeah, I grew up in South East London. That is not an option. No, no. But I, I remember coming home. I should like, just say that um, my parents' house is no longer operating those policy. 
Um, I, I remember coming home once, my mum and dad were like downstairs watching telly, and I went upstairs, and just like one of my neighbours was just in my room playing on my PlayStation. He's like, "You're right, Rob." And I was like, "Yeah, mate, you're right." <laughs> oh wow! Well, Rob, Mozambique is not the place for you. It's my spiritual home. Uh, do you know what though? I think if you're aware, that's the vibe. I mean, it could be quite a nice community thing. But if you're not aware you're, that's the vibe and you've just arrived, yeah. it, that is an awful awakening. But I would love to know the different kids' birthday cultural experiences all around the world. We've heard the Danish way. I yeah. think I'm quite an efficient person, though, Josh. Yeah, I like getting I think stuff get done. Bish bash bosh. Done. I'm a very bish bash bosh person. That's why I quite like the Danish way. For that, for me, there's too many unknowns there of people that I wouldn't want to talk to just yes. in my house into the evening. Because you know, how do you get rid of people from your house? Are you are, are you allowed tidy upper? Um, no, that is a good way. Um, I, I think obviously child's bedtime is a very good way of getting rid of people. Yes, three in the afternoon. Um, <laughs> I better get them down for the night. Uh, yeah, just let, just let yourself out. It's not locked. I'm from Devon. <laughs> Child's bedtime is a good way to get rid of them. Um, Do you know what I've started doing? Yeah. Um, so long since I've socialised. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, exactly. It's not really a thing. Though, but what I used to do, you know, they sort of have family members just to turn up and then they'd start to say they're welcome. Mm. I started getting, um, I used to call them fuck coffee cups. Right, so a little cup. So uh, you know, you normally have your mug of coffee, or like yeah. a, a, I've got these little ones from IKEA, and they're like sort of like two gulpers. They're really small, uh, but bigger than an espresso, but smaller than a normal cup or mug of tea. Right? Yeah. So I call them a fuck coffee cups, so that they fuck off. You know what cup I give them if I want them to fuck off? What's that? Uh, well, I, I can't say the brand, <laughs> but uh, the. <laughs> The old mould milker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to get sued by him. Uh, we'll beat that one and people can judge for themselves. I'll tell you what, the retraction episode will be great. Yeah. I No, I'm not saying... I'm saying... I know exactly the cup they mean. She just wasn't into it. Um, but if she had been, we'd have cleaned it as as specified in the instructions. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. As instructed by the, the head honchos at... Um, Anyway, so that'd be good to know other places around the world and what they do for yes. I bet it's, I'd love to know what it's like in Asia, in sort of like um, Japan. I imagine that's a very efficient situation. I think that's what is interesting about this. Are there people listening in other parts of the world to whom our weird British customs with parenting sound absolutely mad? Yes. And what way do you do it? that you think is a better or worse way than we do it. Yeah, that'd be, that's great. I mean, to be fair, we probably could have had that conversation off air and tied it up into a 10-second amount of podcast. But, you know, we did it. It you took know, three we minutes. We got there. We got, there. got there in the end. We got, we there. got there in the end. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, Actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the you. Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. I've got some salty emails, Josh, unless you've got some more birthday Oh, yeah, that salt me up. Um, I've got a non-salty and salty Rob Beckett story. Myself and friend Sam managed to get tickets to a warm-up gig for Ricky Gervais, uh, David Brent Band at the Bloomsbury Theatre in London. In the audience were several comedians. We spotted Rob Beckett walk into his seat. Instead of bothering Rob by talking to him, we decided to tweet him. The slightly cheeky tweet mentioned that we were at Bloomsbury watching David Brent live. We also thought Rob Beckett would be taller. 
So he's tweeting yeah. me saying I'm, I'm yeah. little, yeah. The show sold out in minutes. We were only able to get standing tickets at the back. Once the tweet was sent, we could see Rob get his phone out, laugh and show his friend his phone. Then Rob tried to like type a reply saying, I'm just really far away, which was even right. funnier. And we were literally standing right behind Lovely, him. lovely bit so of business. Bit of business. Yeah. Um, anyway, a few months later, we were talking about this encounter at a friend's barbecue, we decided to bring up the tweet on Sam's Twitter to show the other people present, only to find that Rob had gone back to, to the tweet and deleted the comment. <laughs> How salty! <laughs> Mark Layton buzzard. So what's going on there, Rob? Do you know what happened? Basically, you know when I got, I did a couple of Saturday night shows for the BBC? Yeah, they made you delete all your salty tweets? No, I did it in case I said something awful oh. about Ginger Spice or Lorraine oh, Kelly. I see, yeah. Because you know, we, we do know comedians that are close to us that have been caught with old tweets. Yes, not naming any names. Not naming any Robert names. Robert Shrankenathan and James Gordon. Yeah. But that's all got settled. They're fine now. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, so that I just basically saw a few of those stories and thought, you know, you know, like the photo of Deli Alley in a cardigan in the bathroom, that kind of yeah. stuff. You know, you don't need it. So that's why. So I, I wasn't being salty. That is just... No. I think all of my old... I think... But we're both with the same uh, agent or agency. Yeah. I think they came to me about two years ago and they're like, we're deleting all of your tweets from three up to two years ago or something. Well, I think it's a good shout because the stuff changes so much. It's something that would have been okay 10 years ago to say that can then be reproduced in a paper, taken out of context, can just could ruin your career. Especially all that, you know, you hate tweet about <laughs> i i actually got involved in a um a long debate on twitter about a uh brand of child's cup that actually ended up with me having to get my lawyers involved so um, yeah also josh i've had a few bits of correspondence about um some of our listeners that follow me and follow the podcast and instagram have been getting messages from a creepy little imposter pretending to be me Oh, so guys, cover story. if you got a message from, and he called it because my name's Rob Beckett comic, he's called himself and he used all my same pictures, Rob Beckett com full stop and a C. Okay. Oh, right. And this is what he's been sending to people. So if you've had this message, I apologize, but it wasn't from me, but I do think you can tell it's not from me. Okay. Yep. First of all, Hey, sweetheart. I don't oh, say sweetheart, but no. it's something you may think I would say. No. Do you think? But I, I, yeah, no, I, I, could, I, I could. I I buy that. Yeah, I, you know, I'm married. I'll always address all women as mate, just to be on the safe side. I think that's the rule, isn't it? Now, you, yeah, you usually call the Munchkin, don't you? Munchkin 180. Let's see how it goes. Hopefully, we can progress. <laughs> um, hey, sweetheart, thanks for being a great fan, and also thanks for your likes and comments under my fan page. I have been monitoring your page, and I can see you're a true fan. May God continue to bless you. Wow. Praying hands, red heart. May God continue to bless you. Sounds like you're about to assassinate them. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I've, I'm not a religious guy either, Josh. No. I, I would never offer God's blessing without, you know, checking with him first. Him upstairs. Um, so so how has this been brought to your attention? Um, well, first of all, By the my, my wife was sent a uh, very awkward message from one of her good friends thinking that I was trying it on with her. <laughs> I mean, is Rob okay? What's going on? And she thought I shouldn't, I shouldn't have pushed for the dog so early. And the kids going back to school. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, it was yeah. So which it wasn't the case. Which, but it was a very awkward first five minutes. And I was like, I've, I've probably been hacked. Ah, panicking, um, but I, I wouldn't have said that anyway. Yeah, but yeah, and then loads of other people did, and then we got it taken down in the end. So sorry if you've had a weird little um, message. Oh, that, that's that is superb. Um, do you want a question, Rob? Um, oh please. 
So this is from Adam in Essex. Here is my question. I am due to become a dad in March 2021. Once the baby is here, what are the things that I can do, open brackets, out of the norm, close brackets, that in your experience, the mum will really appreciate? Oh. Now, I would say genuinely, not this isn't out of the norm, but I think the role of the dad is really in those first couple of months, you've just got to do everything you can to make life as easy as possible for the mum who's got to do things that you physically can't. Yes. Get the house as tidy as possible, all the little jobs done. That all the little jobs, text text the plumber. Text um, the plumber. Text the plumber. Wash out uh, the cook. Munchkin 360. <laughs> Wash out the Munchkin 360 cook. <laughs> um, <laughs> do all of that stuff. I think another thing is to remember how uh, dehydrating it is to breastfeed, so you'll constantly need to keep them topped up with water. <laughs> I made a wife sound like a goldfish. Yeah. Um, but um, what I would recommend on that is a la- buy one of those large jugs with a lid. So they've got a constant two litres of water with them when they're stuck with a baby on them. Can I, can I say what I think is quite a good technique, which sort of made us yeah. a bit more sane, is I don't, I think if you, want to, if you want to breastfeed, fine. If you don't want to breastfeed, fine. Up to you, right? I'm not going to get bogged down in that debate. Is that to Adam or is that to his, his wife? Yeah. If you want to get involved, Adam, go for it, mate. If you can, do. <laughs> yeah, just do it. If, um, Adam, if you manage to breastfeed as well, there's money to be made from those kind of magazines like Best and stuff that oh, do those yeah. weird, well, those weird, oh, yeah. Yeah, take a break. Like. You know, you could be, you could be semi-famous in dentist waiting rooms. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I'd say is I do think whether they're being breastfed or it's not, it's formula. One bottle of formula in the middle of the night, I think fills up the kid and lets the mum sleep. And I think that's a very underrated thing. And you can do that because if you're not, if they're breastfeeding all day or whatever, it's a bit easier if they're already on formula. But if you just give one bottle of formula in the middle of the night, it means your wife or your partner can sleep properly and be better in the morning to deal with everything. Yeah. I also think it's quite good to sort of encourage your partner to walk to the shops just to have 10 minutes out of the house. But I think sometimes if they're breastfeeding and the, the baby's sort of like attached to them, even if the baby's kicking off, just go like, you go out, just go for a walk for 10 minutes. I know you don't want to be away from the baby, but just like have a bit of your own time and clear your head. Everyone, you know, it's, it's different for everyone else, but I think that's good because sometimes it can be, it gets like three months and you realise I've not been apart from this baby. Yeah, are they all excellent tips. Another tip is if your baby, uh, like uh, mine for the first three months, has colic, and so screams for three hours before going to sleep every night. Um, do consider taking your own life. <laughs> but don't do it. Don't, but, do, you know. don't do it. But, but playing with the thought, there's nothing wrong with that. That's no. totally natural. Obviously, don't. Don't do it. <laughs> also, can I say, I've got another thing as well, to sort of, which is great for a... Um, Either some, I think it's any point of a pregnancy or just a nice thing to do for your partner. They do. Have you heard about this? Don't feel aware of this, Josh. Posh advent calendars. Oh, right? yes. They're yes, a bit lumpy, but they're incredible. Okay. So it can be like they do one, they do like the Clinique do one, I think Liberty do one, or like the the candle people do one. I can't, Yankee Candle. What it is, whatever if they're into candle or beauty products, right? And it could be costly but you get this like um and you can always also get the box to do it yourself but make like a little advent calendar or buy one that every day leading up to christmas they get a nice little beauty product and i think yeah. if your wife's six months pregnant and it's getting that make her feel good about herself and it's something to look forward to each day and then also you get so much because you get one bit every day there's something that should be able to use over the next sort of three to four months when the baby that's, arrives that's, and that's, stuff that's good but that's, that's 
they do them. Liberties, like the Pop, Prop and Fortner and Mason, are really expensive versions, but then there are cheaper ones in different, more high this street is John shops. Lewis. This is John, it's John Lewis. John Lewis one, and I think that it's it's rather than chocolate or sweets and stuff, they are they are banging. But um, that is something that got me massive brownie points. There you go. There we go. Um, Adam, I hope we have answered your question. Right. Thank you for listening. See you later, guys. Bye. 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 